Yeah, one time I had a recruiter tell me, "Oh, never talk about, never talk about we. Just talk oh, about you only. No. Never talk about the team. Only That's you." And then terrible I was like, really? advice. Like, yeah, so I did, and then I didn't get hired because all I talked about was myself. And I was like, "What was this?" Just- horrible. Yeah, welcome back, everyone, to Reality of a Designer. My name is Edwin, and it's Tiffany. So today we're going to be talking about something that hopefully interests all of you. It is. Uh, our portfolio, like a portfolio, like what should it have and all the things that it shouldn't and red flags and whatnot. Um, just FYI, this episode is really made for junior designers. Like, yeah, if you're senior, you could probably get some value out of it. But we're, our focus today, I would say, is more like people who have no idea what to do or they're like, I'm, they're struggling to get started. Honestly, having a portfolio is is a little bit mysterious. There's like tons of articles about what you should have in it, but no one ever tells you when you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. So right? just yeah. So just to give a little heads up to everybody, like at this point in my career, I don't really need a portfolio. I don't think Tiffany needs one yeah, either. Same. Um, but we do interview people all the time. We do see what's right and what's wrong. I do consulting on the side and. So I'm like in the portfolio world. It's not like I'm like out of it. Like I'm in it. And especially with the times that have changed after COVID and whatnot, definitely. So just wanted everybody to know. (laughs) And right now we want to talk about probably the most important thing of a portfolio before we go into like the bad stuff or like how to structure some of it is what projects should a portfolio have? Because it looking cool is just not enough. So absolutely, really you have to decide. I right? mean, it, think about it, right? You go to someone's portfolio and it loads up and there's, I've seen ones with like really cool intros and big, you know, visual hero images. And um, when a person comes to your portfolio, that's not even the thing that they really care about. It's they, they really want to get to the, the projects. They want to see where your projects are. And so um, picking the right projects to showcase and having that sort of at the forefront or like at least easily accessible when your website first loads, I think is really <laughs> yeah. critical. Um, so if, if nobody cares, yeah, because you know, <laughs> if, if a, a person has to dig around and then go to, through different pages or, or click, click multiple links to get to your projects, that's already like problematic. But um, yeah, the, the projects that you pick will say a lot about you just at first glance, right? Yeah. Remember, you only have a couple seconds before we move away. Because if I get like 15 links for portfolios, I'm, like I'm really just gonna you're gonna get a feeling of it really quick. And if it's not direct to the point or inviting, then I'm just like, Ugh, just an just eyeball scan. The <laughs> it's the eyeball scan. I'm like, yeah, whatever. So <laughs> here's the thing. So something that I think could help is showing what your portfolio shouldn't have. Because what it could have, I would say it's seemingly infinite because it, you know, it's creative and there's so many other things. But there's things that portfolio shouldn't have. So I'll start with one. Like, please, for God, don't put too many links. Because if I see a drop down menu and there's like eight links or just like link everywhere, I'm like, you really think I'm going to click on it? Like, it's just never going to happen unless you're like a candidate that are making it to the final stages. And at that point, your portfolio doesn't really matter. It's your presentation skills. Like, I just am not going to click on it. It's just, I'm sorry. Okay, gonna you're going to have it. to give an example of this. Because I think I think a lot of people mistake 
what this might mean. Um, you know, there's going to be some links on your on your portfolio site, but um, yeah, like what would would be like an example of a, a bad <laughs> like don't do it like this. Okay, so I would see something like it would be like fine. You would have your home. And then they would have the individual projects in the links that I'm like, why just aggregate them? And they would have like an about me. And then they have another one where it's their resume. And then have another one where it's contact me. And I'm like, you could just group those all together. You don't have to make them separate links. Sorry. And like try to make it as less clicky as possible. Like if you possibly can, like, obviously it's going to have links. Yes. But I don't need a link for every single project. Like, you shouldn't be showing me that many projects anyways. Exactly. I always see that as a red flag. If you have like a hundred projects, I'm like, exactly. oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like the, the, the rule of three is, is a really great one. Like if you have yeah. three projects, um, you know, minimum that you're showing, I mean, maybe mm-hmm. you can go a little bit over, but in my opinion, anything past three is already too much and I'm not going to spend that much time looking at each one. And for a lot of junior designers, they might yeah. not even have that many to show yeah. yet. So um, I think three is a good number and like your top your top stuff, man. Like just the ones that you're really proud of, the ones you spent a lot of time thinking through. Um, forget about like what's sexy, just really like, what you can really showcase your your strengths in as a designer. Yeah, because not everybody has to do like beautiful UI. Like I've said this in an episode like before. Oh my god, I can say episodes. So it's like <laughs> been an episode before where I can get anybody or I can even buy kits online of graphical elements. So while it's important, it's not the end all. Like like I always say, you're not paid to make it look pretty, you're paid to think. And I need to know in the long run that you can think. So fine. Some of it might not be absolutely beautiful, but that's okay. I mean, yeah, that's a nice bonus, but I don't know. I don't know. If it looks too, too pretty, I see it as a red flag too. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. Here's here's mm-hmm. the key though. There's a difference between like pretty pictures and polish, right? Like craftsmanship. That's a very good way of putting it, yeah. Yeah, and I think people get confused. Um, so... Uh, pretty pictures is just a lot of stock photography or, you know, you know, spending too much time on, you know, showcasing iconography and um, maybe like branding elements to the pro- the product or the project that you're showcasing. Like you, you don't need to go heavy into the brand. It's really just about like that, that UX piece, right? Like what was the problem that you were trying to solve? How did you arrive at a solution? Like showing that piece to it and then showing that actual outcome for yeah. each project is good enough <laughs> yes and that's okay so you hit on a lot of points so and i think it's very important for this that people don't also understand do not make it wordy and what i mean by that is if you're going to show me the, tell me the problem and the solution but you write like a bible and it's just like endless scrolling I am not going to read this. I am sorry. I do not read it. I do not know any of my friends who would read it because we just don't have time. We also have jobs and it's, it, it should be direct to the point. So think of it as, you know, like people on TikTok or other stuff, like get the message out as quickly as humanly possible. Imagine <laughs> like, a TikTok and, for your portfolio. <laughs> right. Can you imagine? That'd be awesome. So, or sometimes people, you know, I like Twitter where they have to explain something in a thread. Like if it's too long, it's like, oh, okay, it's too long. So 
it's important to have information, but don't put just don't put information to sound. I, I think I was telling you this before and like our time where I know the process. Like people and companies know the UX process. They they know what you're going to do. So you having to detail every single step, not really impressive. Or ha having mattered. to detail the method of that process, like, okay, I know you had to do like user research or you worked with your researcher to, you know, gain these insights. You don't have to like explain to me how you do that within your company or how you did that in your project, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think maybe this is just personal. I love when people talk about how they actually solved the problem or what they tried to do and it didn't work because that's what I'm going to pay you for. Like you're going to be with another team member trying to solve a problem. So telling me the process that you're going to do with the teammate, I don't care. But telling me how did you work through the problem and how everything like went to like shit or went great. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating to me because if you solved it creatively, I'm like, huh, that person might solve the problem for me creatively for our company. <laughs> if we ever have a problem. I think I'm going to I'm going to steal your tagline here, but I love that, you know, in in many conversations that we've had, we we always emphasize emphasize this the show don't tell like, you know, oh, yeah. like doing a few snippets like, you know, like the line or two explaining something I think is totally fine, but but pairing that with like an image of what that thing mm -hmm. is that you're describing can be really powerful. Like the combination of like words and text because what I see in a lot of portfolios is like you said, they'll spend like you know, uh, writing that uh, a, a beautiful paragraph and detailing yeah. all this information. It's like, and then maybe like leaving all the images to the bottom and or, or only showing yeah. the, the uh, outcome images, you know, like the final design or whatever. It's like there needs to be a balance. But yeah, definitely along the lines of too many, too many words, too much words. Yeah. Oh, um, and if you can show designs that didn't work before you show the outcome, like we tried these three or four things. And you can articulate why that didn't work, even if it's just one sentence or two. That's very powerful because your job is iteration. Like they don't tell you this, but your job is you're never going to design something and it's going to get approved on the day it is like the first at the first shot. Like if that always happens to you, then I want to know you because you must be amazing. But like there's always iteration. There's always somebody that goes like, well, I don't like that. Exactly. So, so yeah. showing me things you tried really, really good. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, and please, for the God's sake, I see this so many times. I don't know if you've seen this, Tiffany, but I know I have. I see so many pictures of like whiteboards with sticky notes on so many portfolios, and they're like everywhere. It's like sticky notes, sticky notes. Yeah, your like, your brain. What is it? Brainstorming process. Your design yeah, like sprint. It just looks like stock photography, and I'm always like, that's just a personal pet peeve. I've just never really liked it. I'm like, okay, that's like. I don't know, I'm a writer and I have to show you a picture of me typing. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I would actually just omit it unless there there's really yes. something powerful or important that your sticky notes are trying to communicate that you can't just communicate in like one line or showing yep. one actual image of like the UI. I would just omit the sticky notes photo. Yeah. Another thing is if you're, if your project that you're showing, if one of the projects you're showing is very, very big, then fine. You can show me a couple of wireframes, but don't show me everything because I'm not there to understand your app. 
Because think about it, like, it's going to be too hard. I'm going to have to understand the business problems. I'm going to have to understand, the, like... The background and... <laughs> the background. All I the people care. involved and what everyone said. And <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I don't care. It's like, what did you do? And why did it matter? And let's see those wireframes that you think are the most... That had the biggest problems that need solving for. Because telling me you did a menu doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I actually okay, like the, the zooming in thing. I, that was actually one thing that, um, you know, like a recruiter told me once that I thought was actually beneficial. Um, she was like, you know, it, it's it's really cool. They want to see in, well, this is more, you know, towards once you're actually interviewing. But um, if you show a project and you can just zoom in on like one really impactful problem that you had to, you know, solve yeah. or um, one thing that was controversial or whatever and just focus on that, that would be, that would say a lot more about your abilities and, you know, how you handled that project versus like a bunch of wireframes, right? Yeah. The, <clears throat> the zooming in, I, I don't know, it just, it, that's what you're going to be doing because it is very unlikely that if you join a company, they're like, you're in charge of all the entire things of everything design. I'm like, damn, that's like a lot of responsibility day one. <laughs> like you're honestly going to be giving something small, but that small thing can make a huge difference. Like yeah. this is a cliche, but everybody knows this. Like think of like the simplest thing in the world where it's the, they send a code to your phone and it shows up on the keyboard and you click on it. Like, Think how small that feature is, and yet everybody loves it because it just makes your life so much easier. So zooming in, how you solve the real problem matters more than, oh, I did all these hundreds of things. I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, good for you. Yeah, another thing I would tag on to that is um, like a before and after could be helpful yeah. as well. Um, and in lieu of like a, a like a long like wireframey or like super you know showing all the iterations, um, just showing like this is especially if this is a project where um, you're not creating something from scratch, but rather it's like a, a redesign or you're working on improvements. Like showing what was the previous thinking and like how you made an iteration or whatever change it was that you were proposing, and showing that side by side can really like that's the more show versus tell piece right yeah it can matter so much also if you took initiative on something that that's even has more value hey i identified a problem instead of being given a problem because that's amazing that provides value that means if i put you in my company that you're going to look at something and go like hmm hey this could be wrong let me at least try to propose this and then like how did you do it and again what did you do don't tell me so I did this and I took a picture of it. I'm like, I, I, I don't care about that process. <laughs> like, what? Like, I want to know you. Like, how did you do it? So I think this actually goes nicely into, you know, that issue that we've seen um, a lot of people doing their portfolios where they, they say too much like we, like, we did this, we did that, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, as a team, we decided, you know, it's like, okay, that's fine. But like, how did you actually contribute to this um, you know, like problem solving space. Yeah, like don't neglect your team, but don't neglect yourself. So you should say like, hey, the team, we worked on this. We did a great job and I love them. And it's like high fives everywhere. But you want to go like, hey, but I did this screen and I did this problem solving. And I reached out to this team member and at least some of it, not all of it, 
because obviously that can have downsides. But <laughs> but at least show your value. Like your value matters so much. If I can't hear your voice on your portfolio and it just reads like a technical textbook of UX, I won't remember you. And if I won't remember you, I'm going to go to the next portfolio. I don't care. <laughs> I think there's a fear there too, especially if you don't have a lot of experience or, um, you know, yeah. you maybe you didn't get to own um, a lot of the, um, the designs. Um, but I think that's actually fine. I think it's even better that you can be more focused in your in the project that you're showcasing and say like, okay, for example, um, you're doing like you're showing this end to end process of a person, um, you know, going to a, an online retail store, picking a product and then checking out. But in that whole project, you only owned the checkout piece, like the forms that people have to you know, fill out before they they actually hit the submit. That's okay. You don't have to talk about every other thing that's involved in that project just because that that was what com, you know made the complete deliverable. You can just talk about the piece that you actually owned and and talk about the problem spaces within that. Like a checkout process, you know, can have tons of like issues with it and that you had to like think oh, yeah. through and you know like be proud of that part that you actually contributed. That should be what you spend your time in describing versus like saying, well, you know, the user has to go through all these multiple steps, but you didn't own the like the designs yeah. for those other steps. Right. Yeah. Be like this one to the checkout. And there can be a, even as something as simple as a checkout. It might look stupid. Right. But and you might use Stripe or other companies to handle that. But let's just say your company has it. Right. Think about all the details that you have to think or do think through like doing the fields, make sure they use, they work with keyboard inputs. Like I can like tab through them. Like remember somebody has to put that in. That doesn't come out of the box. Like you have to, um, how do you handle like when they select countries? What things does it do automatically? What type of payments do they receive? Um, the list goes on and on where you can just add all your little flair and your details. And you can make even a checkout screen sound amazing to be like, I made this such an amazing checkout experience that everybody's like, Nobody cared. And that's like the best compliment you can give. <laughs> it's like people just did it and they were happy. Um, so don't, whenever you pick a project and you show what you did and you zoomed in, yeah, just, it, it, it's great. Like you'd be surprised how that's what, that's what matters the most. Because that's what you're going you're gonna to be working on on a day-to-day -day basis. <laughs> also for anyone who is looking at your portfolio and looking through your project. And then especially once you get to the, you know, interview stage when you are verbally presenting um, your portfolio. Um, everyone's going to be thinking and likely asking you the same thing, which is like, why? Yeah. For every single thing that you, you show in your portfolio, just imagine that whoever's looking at that is always just going to ask why. So if you can yeah. address that up front, not in like, you know, a huge paragraph, again, like not through words, but just, yeah. you know, snippets of information that's valuable where you showed what you were thinking about and why it mattered to you or like what you learned and how you've applied that in your um, problem solving abilities. Um, yeah. That's exactly what what folks are looking for in, in, you know, in terms of like what makes you a strong candidate, a strong designer. That's probably the best way you couldn't have said it better. Like the best way to put it would be if you want to know how to trim a bit your portfolio, go through every sentence 
and be like, am I answering why or do I have to answer why? Because if you add a lot of, you know, excess and a lot of other stuff, now you have to answer why to all those stupid questions. It's like, no, 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 just remove it. Like, make sure it's only the whys that matter. This is what I want them to come away with. That I did this and I'm amazing. <laughs> so, anyways. Another thing. Oh, <laughs> this is super important. And maybe this is just like a simple thing, but the way you present this, like your online presence matters. Like, what does your LinkedIn look like or whatever else you're using? If you have a website, try to get the handle of your name or something, and if it's .net or .i, like who cares what the dot is? But it looks better than like a very long string that I have to type. I'm like, it's just never gonna happen. It doesn't look professional. And don't be too clever with it, because I've seen some people like, oh, I'm gonna do like a re really witty uh, URL address, and people aren't gonna remember that stuff. It's actually yeah, it's much like, easier what? if it's just your name, because that's the thing you want, you know, someone who's a hiring manager to like have in their mind. It's like, oh, this person. Wow. You know, I really was impressed by their portfolio. But what's their name again? You know, like when they're thinking yeah. back and, you know, they've reviewed a bunch of portfolios, if they can remember your name and they can associate that with their experience, their positive experience of looking through your stuff, yeah. then great. Yeah, because remember, these these will be passed along most cases. Unless you're in a startup, even in a startup, it will be passed along. Somebody will be like, hey, what do you think about this person? And they're going to send the link of your name. Now you're ingraining your name into two people because they have to type it or click it. And they have to read it. Exactly. And they're like, that's the name of the thing is your name. <laughs> so it's the little details that matter. It's like, oh, shit. It's like, keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I know the competition is fierce today. Uh, yeah. Because it is. But here's the thing. We get the demand it. Is, the demand is high. Luckily for now. The demand is very high at the time of this recording. <laughs> so, but it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean like people won't like hire you. I know it's hard to get that first call. That's the hardest thing to do, to get that first call. But believe it or not, most of the time they don't get called. Some of the reasons I don't call because all portfolios look the same <laughs> and everything looks like it was on dribble and everything is worded the same. And you're just telling me about your process. And I go, I don't care. I, I don't know who you are. And I think that's the biggest takeaway. It's like, should have a little bit of you. Here's a funny story. So, so everybody can know. So like, I got tired of sending resumes to a ton of companies when I started out. Like, I hated it. Nobody would call me. I sent so many. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, I had to send at least 100 in a weekend. It was crazy. I'm not even exaggerating. I was like nonstop Dang. everywhere. Different states. I was like, I'll move to another state. I don't care, right? Um, you do want to you know who was the first person to call me? It was the last person I sent a, a, a message okay. to. Okay. And it was because they were called Timberlake, right? And they were an AMS software company. Um, it was hilarious because I was so tired of writing cover letters and portfolios that I my cover letter, not joking, it was like, hey, Timberlake. And then I wrote, man, you know what? It sounds like I'm a, like I'm a fanboy of Justin Timberlake. So I don't know why you picked that name, but it sounds cool. <laughs> and I literally just spoke like a human. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, it wasn't too playful that I sounded like, you know, like a dick. Yeah. It was playful enough that 
they could see a little bit of my personality. And then I was going, hey, look, I might not have all the experience, but I'll work like like you have no idea. Here's a link to my portfolio. I think you should start on page on this link. Here it is directly. And yeah, can I at least get a call? And they called me the next day because apparently That's they were awesome. laughing. <laughs> they were laughing at the, they were like, oh, this sounds funny as hell. And it just shows like sometimes it takes time. But the only reason I got hired was they got to see me as a person. Right. Instead of like text on a screen. It's like, it does matter. And every time I've gotten hired afterwards in other companies is because I tried to put a little bit of my personality into it. Not just, and here's the thing, it's not making yourself presentable. That's different. That, that is, yeah. It's bringing a little bit of my personality onto it because that's memorable. So I think you, it's, yeah. it's like the identity piece, right? It's like, how do you um, showcase who you are without like going into a novel about like, yeah. Since I was well, I woke up, well, my eyes opened, <laughs> and the doctor spanked me. And I me. decided <laughs> that I was going to be a designer from this day onwards. Yep. <laughs> and um, ins- like tons of inspirational quotes and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, it's just uh, I don't know, but I-, I think getting if you do your portfolio and you do the best you can, show it to your friends, show it to family, get it to people that will actually. Be critical, not people be like, oh, it looks nice. No, like, hey, what sucks? What's hard to read? Read it out loud to yourself. That's a writer's trick. Read it out loud to yourself because you can feel the rhythm of what you're writing or yeah. if it sounds too long. Um, like, would you read this to a friend? It's a good way of seeing it. My pro tip is um, get your mom to tell or your dad to tell you what they what they learned about looking at your portfolio and see if they can remember or understand what, what's going mm-hmm. on on your site. And then the other thing too that I like to do That's a um, good one. for portfolios <laughs> is to time myself going through everything and like processing mm-hmm. that information, whether it's like visual and like all the text that you have on the screen and how long does it take for me to navigate to like certain pages? Like how long does it take me to view three projects, for example? Um, if it takes, you know, a certain amount of time, if it's like, you know, longer than say, <laughs> I don't know, like probably five minutes, right? Like if it's longer, if it gets, yeah. if it takes 10 minutes total, that's probably not gonna fly. Cause no one's gonna sit around and like look at your, like actually look at your um, portfolio site for like 10 minutes straight. I mean, people, it's a cliche, but people buy books, spend actual money on books and don't read them. Do you really think they're going to sit down and read your novel of a portfolio? Like it's never going to happen. So catch their attention quick. We're in a short form medium these days where everything has to be in snippets. So the the faster you can get to the point. Yeah. The faster you can get to the point the better. And remember, make sure you shine. And doesn't mean you have to be extroverted, whatever. Like, like I'm ambivert. So like half and half. So, but I mean, I think, I don't know, some people are introverted and they're totally fine. Like they can show their personality. Yeah, I'm introverted. (laughs) There you go. It's not, it's not about being explosive. It's about seeing you as a person that I can remember at least something, even if it's a sentence like, oh, that was funny or that was cool. And I was like, oh, then I'll send the link of your name to another person. <laughs> so all you need is the first phone call. And then we'll talk in another episode of what happens when you do get that call. <laughs> oh, yes. Like, what That's going to be my, call you? My, my favorite piece is, is the actual, like, 
the interview process because I think there's a lot of um there's a lot that go goes into that and I haven't heard like necessarily the best advice um multiple stages and it's also it has a lot to do with your portfolio right it's like taking your portfolio and now having to narrate through it um so yeah the first one is like the first call is like selling a car and then once you get over that first phone call and now you're going to talk to a team then you're like okay now i can go into a process of doing this right But, but we'll go into that in details in another episode Hopefully, that would be really nice. But yeah, that's it for today. Today, we just wanted to talk about portfolios a bit. If you have any questions, feel free to let us know somehow. And we're on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, Reality of Design. And we're on Spotify and Apple. And I think we're on, a- on Amazon. Like, it just automatically put me on so many others, so I can't mention them. Uh, subscribe if you like. And yeah, we're trying our best good enough is good enough hopefully every episode is better than the one before all right thanks for staying tuned in yes so everybody yep that was us and we'll see you on the next episode